Let's talk about onboarding clients today and why this is ruining your business. So onboarding is expensive, it's complicated, it's psychologically challenging, and we're gonna unpack that in just a minute, and it's hard to do well. In today's video, I'm going to share with you what I've seen go wrong and how you can fix it. Let's get into it. Let's start off with the problem of onboarding. Now, onboarding a client sounds simple. It's the process of getting them integrated into your service or product offering. The problem is that people don't follow instructions. Your staff are going to you know, drop the ball. Your clients aren't going to read the step-by-step -step instructions and things are just gonna explode in your face. So I've created videos, to-do lists, webinars, and interactive guides. People still come back to me and ask, how do I do this? And it's just, it's frustrating and it's really expensive. To get started, let's just talk about planning and it's usually inadequate by the way. So when there are mistakes in the onboarding process, it's usually because somebody hasn't taken the time to think and write down how the process should go. You already know that, that's a given, but here's a fun little experiment. Go ask your team right now what they reference to onboard a client. My guess is that all of them are gonna tap their foreheads and say, it's all up here, boss. <laughs> And business owners are always saying the same thing. I don't have time to write up a process manual. And yes, you do, because you're finding time to deal with all of the problems that exist in your business due to not having a process manual. You have the time, you just don't wanna do it. Now let's say that you are one of the few that's written down a crystal clear process. Well, good for you. So why are the clients and customers still messing things up? because you haven't communicated the process well enough. Most people take their write-up and then file it in Google Drive somewhere and expect everyone to go and reference that thing. I'm sorry to tell you this, but Google Drive is really Google Grave. That's the place where documents go to die. You need to get this thing out into the open. Let it breathe a little. Print it up and paste it on the wall if you have to. Just make sure that everyone sees it at least once a day. And you might be thinking, once a day? Who's gonna read my onboarding process once a day? They don't have to read it, I just want them to see it. I want them to know that there is a process in place so that they have no excuse for not following it. All right, so now you've got your onboarding processes written down. Everybody knows about it, so why are they still getting it wrong? Well, it's because the onboarding process stinks. You gave one person too many responsibilities, creating a bottleneck, or maybe you're relying on a manual process to work rather than the automation, and you're not measuring the actual success of the program. You have to design this thing so that it's gonna work without human beings. That's the secret. It has to work regardless of whether Sally shows up for work or not. Now, how do you do that? You go through each step and you ask yourself the following question. If Sally wasn't here to do this step, what tools could I use to make sure it gets done anyway? Most things we can automate now. Yeah, there are software and there are technologies, but it's not just that, it's about setting up reminders. So, you know, if, if you've got a five-step onboarding process and something has to happen once a day for five days, simply set up some calendar reminders and once you start the first one, the other four are automatically set up. There are so many things you can do to automate this. Let's talk about a lack of training and support. So you might not be aware, but few people think like you. The onboarding process you've designed might be a work of art. It probably is, but that doesn't make it easy to follow. So as a business owner or a manager, you probably have skills that your staff or customers don't have. I mean, that's why they work for you and that's why they buy from you, right? So I know you don't want to train people. Nobody likes to train people, but you're going to have to embrace this idea if you want your onboarding process to work. 
build in a training for your staff once a quarter and every new client gets training when they buy from you. All right, here's the big step that nobody follows. Well, actually, that's not true. I've seen it once or twice and it's done really well. You need to get feedback from your clients. So if you were to consider asking every client at the end of the program how it went and what you could have done to make it easier on them, your future clients and staff are gonna thank you for that. Just take a minute and say, hey, you've completed our 30 day onboarding. How did it go? Where could we have done better? What would you recommend we improve? Just ask those questions and you're going to get a much better onboarding process. Now, why am I talking about onboarding? It's because most businesses go out of business onboarding clients. So much money is lost, profits are just destroyed in the onboarding. Because what happens is that two parties are trying to come together. You've got the client and you've got your business and we're trying to mend them together. And in that process, two really critical things happen. First, people make assumptions about things. Because you haven't done a good enough job outlining what's included and what's not, the customer is just going to expect certain things to be included. And you're going to find yourself thinking, well, we better find a way to do that because I don't want to lose this money or this client or this opportunity. So that's the second thing is you have scope creep. You go from having a proposal that looks like this, it expands into this over the course of six months, and then you're fighting with the client and your staff because it's unserviceable. It all happens in onboarding. This is where you're losing your money. Hey, if you found this episode helpful, this is part of a series called The Cash Flow Debates. It is a weekly podcast hosted by IgniteSpot Outsourced Accounting. Our goal is to help make your business more wealthy and profitable. That's our job. Every other week, we have a big podcast, usually lasts anywhere from 30 to 60 minutes. That's where I talk with my partners about key topics that will drive your wealth. And on the weeks in between, shorter episodes like this, where it's just me talking about a very specific topic that will drive profitability for you. So if you're interested in that, you can search us up on any of the podcast platforms, look for the cash flow debates and you'll find us there. Or you can go to ignitespot.com and then in the resources tab of our navigation, you'll see the podcast where you can subscribe. Thanks for listening and we'll see you next week.